34. Thank you. 
young people. Good song service already. Thank God for His blessing upon us. Tonight I'd like for you to turn your Bibles to the book of Psalm 121. Psalm 121. Tonight we're going to be looking at a, I feel, a special portion of Scripture. It's actually found in Psalm 121 and also in 2 Timothy in chapter 1. These will be our text for this evening's service. Praying God will just bless in Psalm 121, you see something here that I feel is what I would call a persuasion of the heart. Not just a persuasion of the heart, but a persuasion of the heart and mind of an individual. Paul states in 2 Timothy that he was persuaded something. And folks, I'll tell you, that's what the Christian has today. They have a persuasion of the heart. This is something that the devil cannot take away from you. It's something that no creature in the world, according to Romans in chapter 8, can take from you. It's something that's always going to be there if you're truly saved by the grace of God. That Spirit, that Holy Spirit that has taken His residence within you is there as a witness to give you confidence that you are a child of the King. Now, with that being said, I want you to read this with me. The Bible says in Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. I mean, I want you to listen to these words. This is somebody that's persuaded this is somebody that has a, a, a persuasion of the heart. He says in verse 4, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Now in 2 Timothy in chapter 1, if you'll turn there with me. Here we get a glimpse of what the Apostle Paul was saying. It goes right along with what is written in the book of Psalms in chapter 121. He states in verse 12, as the Apostle Paul had been bringing this out to young Timothy, 
He states here, For the which cause I suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed or confounded or confused. That's what this word means here. It means to be in a state of not knowing or a state of confusion. He says, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. Now folks, today if you can say that, you have confidence. That's what the lost sinner needs today. They need to know that they have confidence in the Lord. need to be persuaded in your heart and mind that there is a keeping power that you can never lose and no one can never take away. He says, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Paul states exactly what every believer in this house today recognizes. We have a persuasion. That's what faith gives us. We have a persuasion of the heart. Now if you hear you don't know the Lord's your Savior, you have not that security, do you? You have not that 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 presence of peace in your mind. But it can come to those that trust the Lord as their Savior. It can come to those who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That peace that passeth all understanding. May God help us today. May God help the unsaved to see. May God help the unsaved to hear. So that they may have the same peace that the born again believer has this very night. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, dear Lord, as we come before your throne, we do so with thankful hearts. Dear God, we thank you so much that you have placed within our hearts a persuasion that nothing can shake. Though all hell is sell, Lord, we know that regardless of come what may, we're safe in the arms of the Almighty. We're safe in His keeping, for we are promised in Thy Word that we can have this persuasion of heart if we come to Thee trusting as Savior. Lord, I pray that You'll bless our evening. Bless the reading of Thy Word. I pray, Father, that You would empower the saved to have the assurance reassured in their minds and hearts that truly nothing can hinder the child of God as long as we're where you want us to be. Lord, I pray for the unsaved individual in this house tonight. Father, there may be those that are concerned about their very soul this hour. Maybe they're concerned about the hereafter, where they will spend eternity. Lord, I pray that you would give them the salvation that brings about the peace of mind that passeth all understanding and give them a persuasion of the heart that can never be taken away. Lord, bless tonight. Bless thy people. Encourage us this evening. And Father, forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Our message tonight is one of hope, and then again it's one of deliverance. 
And yes, we the people of God need to remember and rehearse our plea to the almighty God of heaven that we trust in Him. The psalmist stated in verse 1, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Verse 2 says, My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. This is the very one that I wish to exalt this very evening. This is the one that I wish to bring glory to this evening. As we the saints of God have come together in this house to worship tonight, each and every one of us have a persuasion in our hearts. Our minds are fixed upon the Lord. We are safe and secure in His care. And without Him we know we wouldn't have all this. So first of all tonight I want you to think about this. Where would your help come from? We must realize where our hope lies. Amen. We must realize and we must always contend for the faith and realize that our hope's in the Lord. So many today are trying to put their hope and trust in, in the government. So many today are trying to put their hope and trust in social services. Folks, I want you to know where you can put your trust at and that's in the Lord of heaven. It's in the very God who sent His Son to die for you on the cross of Calvary to purchase your soul and to save you from your sins. That's where your hope lies. There are a lot of different, uh, different avenues that people are trying to go down today. There's all kinds of ways it seems like for people to find security in different things. A lot of folks, they don't even care about tomorrow because they know they're going to be cared for by somebody or something. But listen, the Bible teaches us here that we can have our trust in the very God of heaven. That's where our trust needs to lie. In Psalm 121 and verse 1 and 2, the Bible states that my help cometh from the Lord. Our Heavenly Father is our inspiration. Amen. Our Heavenly Father is our hope. Go with me to Psalm 34 with me for just a moment. In Psalm 34, I want you to notice this. Now listen, take your Bible and look at this with me. In verse 5, the Bible says, They looked unto Him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. They didn't have a reason to be confounded. They didn't have a reason to be to be uh, uh, thinking that, that all's lost. They had the power of God on their side. A Psalm of David, uh, 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 the Bible states here, when he uh, uh, changed his behavior before Amalek, who drove, uh, who drove him out and, and he departed. <laughs> he understood where his power came from, didn't he? Folks, I want you to realize tonight, a lot of times people talk about fighting the devil but you can't fight him alone. You need to understand that the devil is a powerful force. He is a force that, that needs to be reckoned with. But understand, you can't do it yourself. I've heard preachers get up in the pulpit and say they would swing over hell with a water gun and shoot the devil in the eye. Folks, I want you to know something. There is no way that's going to happen. You're not that big of a person. But with God, 
Listen, the Bible teaches us that that's where our power comes from. He says, I look to the hills from which cometh my salvation. What's he speaking of? The hills of the new Jerusalem, the new city. In Psalm 123, I was just there just a moment ago and I was looking at this and I, I was thinking about this as I was thinking in my prayer time. In Psalm 123 and verse 1, the Bible says, Unto thee lift up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Folks, I want you to know tonight that's where you need to go. God's people are surely set in a place of safety. Amen? I mean, that's something that you can count on. That's the persuasion of heart that you can have tonight. To know that God is on your side. Unlike the sinner of Psalm 73, we look up when times of trouble and oppression come upon us. Where do we look? We look to the Heavenly Father. We look up because there is where our advocate works on our behalf. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 1, the Bible says we have an advocate with the Father. Look at there with me for just a moment. 1 John in chapter 2. Notice what it says here in verse 1. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 1. The Bible says this now. My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And He is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. <laughs> this word advocate here in the Greek means counselor. It means intercessor. It means a helper. That's what we have in Jesus Christ. He's our advocate. He is the one who goes before the Heavenly Father on our behalf. One who encourages and comforts. What a great thought for us to consider tonight. In all my distresses, all I have to do is look up. Amen? If you're here tonight and you're troubled in heart and mind, listen, you're saved by the grace of God. You don't know where to go. You don't know what to do next. Listen, look up to the Heavenly Father. Look up from which cometh thy help and thy salvation. Know that He is there. And as Brother Jim said this morning, He feels our infirmities. He feels our sorrows. He feels our shortcomings. You know, when I think about that, when I think about Jesus Christ as our advocate, and I think about the one that, that, that knows everything about me, He knows my broken heart. He knows the times when I'm, when I'm down and out. He knows the times when, I, when I'm feeling all alone. He feels the heartache that every one of His children go through every day. And he's there praying on our behalf. Child of God, I don't know about you, but when he begins to utter things that I don't understand, when he begins to pray on my behalf with utterances that I can't even begin to imagine, I thank God because he knows exactly what I need. He knows more than I know what I need. And he's there on our behalf. I don't know about you, but that persuades my heart. 
That gives me a persuasion in my heart. And listen, that's what the Apostle Paul was talking about to young Timothy. That he was persuaded. And that word persuaded simply means that he was assured and was confident. That's what we need to get a hold of. He takes notice of my eyes when I look up to him. Just like a little child, uh, as, as our children, maybe you got a little child, a little grandchild, and maybe they're afraid. Where are they coming to? They're coming to you. What are they doing? They're not looking at you sheep-faced. They're looking up into your eyes because they know that's where they're going to get their help. Amen? They know they can come there for comfort. Just like each and every one of us, every time, that we have a hardship in our lives, a heartache. Maybe, maybe you're going through something that nobody else knows about. Maybe you're going through something that nobody else understands. But He does. He understands everything that you're going through. He understands the heartache and, 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 the, and the loneliness that you feel right now because you feel like nobody else knows your problem. God knows. Our advocate knows. Folks, I don't know about you, but that persuades my heart once again. There's things that I go through as a pastor that my wife don't even know about. There's heartaches and hardships that a pastor goes through that, that his closest uh, a confidant in the world has no idea about, but my God knows. My Savior knows. Folks, I'll tell you, you know, we, a lot of times we don't tell anybody else our problems because we don't want to we don't want them to feel the pain but listen that's a lonely place to be that's a place where where it can leave you in, in a state of, of, of decline in your mind you need to renew your mind you know it that's what Romans 12 is all about you need to renew that spirit of yours you need to change the way that you think. You need, to, you need to come to the Lord and know that He is there for you. He's the one who's going to advocate for you. You know what? Every day, every time that I have a problem that I don't need necessarily want to share with somebody, I share with Him because I know He understands. I know He's there. I know that and I have that persuasion in my heart. That's just like my sin. I know that He's forgiven me of my sin. Folks, I'm persuaded of that. If I wasn't persuaded of that, I would go crazy today. I would go absolutely insane if I didn't know that my sins were under the blood of the Savior. I would go, I would go berserk tonight thinking about all that pressure of that sin upon me. Think about it. Where would you be tonight if it hadn't been for Christ interceding in your behalf? Now, secondly, I want you to think about this. Back in Psalm 121 and verse 3, I'll go back here real quick and look at this. I'm not trying to be real quick tonight. I don't want to be accused of getting out too early and going to the Super Bowl watch party. We don't have them, but you know how it goes sometimes. There was a time when it seemed like all of our Lord's Supper nights were falling on the Super Bowl. And I'll tell you what, I'm glad it didn't this time, I'll tell you that. But I, uh, you know, I, don't wanna, I don't want people to think we're closing early because of the Super Bowl. That's the reason why we may stay here at about 9.30 tonight. I, I don't want to be falsely accused. 
I asked you, I'm just joking. Psalm 120, I don't even joke good, do I? I ain't, I ain't supposed to. <laughs> Psalm 121 and verse 3, the Bible says this. Now get this. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. You know what that tells me? He's placed me in a solid foundation. That tells me He's placed me in a place where I cannot be shaken. That's what faith does for me. Now Satan may come along and Satan may do his dead level best to shake your faith. He may do everything in his power to cause you to doubt your salvation. But the only place that he can chase you is back to the cross and he can't go no further. That's where the firm foundation lies. That's where Jesus Christ says, yes, but you're my child. I have paid for your sin with my own blood. You're one of mine. Don't worry about Satan. Listen, I want you to know tonight that Satan cannot take my salvation. He may cause me to have a hard time. He may cause me to doubt. He may cause me to, to wreck in my faith. But listen, <clears throat> there are those that made their faith shipwreck. I'm not one of them, but I want you to know tonight that you, if you're not careful, you'll shipwreck your faith. Folks, I want you to know something. You have confidence in the Lord. You can have assurance in what He has done for you at Calvary. You can know without a shadow of a doubt that that assured heart is there because of persuasion. Verse 3 again, the Bible says, He will not suffer thy foot to be moved, but he that keepeth thee will not slumber. The Lord will not suffer us to be overwhelmed to despair. You know, a lot of times I see people that are almost at the brink of despair. Listen, lift up your head. Child of God, tonight you need to lift up your head. And the Bible says, lift it up from whence cometh thy, and look from where your help comes from. It comes from the above, the Almighty. When I see myself coming to a point of utter distress, I know I'm at the point of little faith. That's when I have to stop and think, where is my trust tonight? In Psalm 124, verses 1 down through verse 8 here, this whole chapter, it says, If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. Folks, I want you to know, if it hadn't been for the Lord who's on our side, where would we be tonight? If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, where would we be tonight? I'm persuaded that God is there to protect us. Verse 3 says, Then they had swallowed us up quick, and their wrath was kindled against us. Have you been in a place where people done everything in their power to disrupt your peace and your comfort? Have you been in a place where you've been falsely accused of this or that? Have you been in a place where people tried to de demean your character, tried to put you down and run you out on a rail? Listen, understand this. God is on your side. God is there with you. The Bible says in verse 6, Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare. Of the fowlers, the snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Folks, I don't know about you, but I'm thanking God tonight 
that He has saved me and bought me. I'm thanking God tonight that I'm persuaded in my heart that He's able to keep that which I've committed unto Him against that day. Just like the Apostle Paul stated. Every time you have a problem, you need to look. You need to look up. The problem with too many Christians today is they always got their head down. They always got their eyes down. Listen, lift up your eyes. Your help comes from heaven. It don't come from this world. You keep your head down where this world is, you understand that there's nobody out there in the world that's going to try to help you. There's nobody that's going to try to lift you up in the right way. They're going to take advantage of you every way that they can. Listen, lift up your eyes to heaven from whence cometh our help. Now lastly, I want you to think about this. We the redeemed are truly in a safe place as it concerns our keeping. Amen. You cannot get by with that. Romans in chapter 8, if you will. Romans in chapter 8. This is one of those scriptures I love dearly. And as Brennan said this morning, listen, there's a lot of times, the only thing you ever hear is verse 28, but I'm going to skip on down. I want you to think here about what the Bible says in verse 31. The Bible says, what should we say to these things? If God before us, who can be against us? Amen. There's where our persuasion comes from. There's where the hope of the Christian lies. It lies in the Lord. It persuaded that He will be there for us. He that spared not His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all. How shall He not with Him also freely give us all things? Listen. What joys we ought to have tonight. What a, what a shape our heart should be in tonight. We should be persuaded in our heart, listen, that He is going to keep us. It states in verse 33, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is it that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? Listen, there's a lot of folks. I mean, every last one of us has gone through some tribulations here and there. And it seems like the closer we get to our going home, it seems like the tribulations begin to escalate. The devil knows what he's doing. Listen, not only do we have tribulation from the devil, we have tribulation from the, from the world outside. We have tribulations God allows us to go through. What does it do? It builds up your faith if you're, if you're where you need to be. It strengthens your character. Listen, God allows some things to come in our lives that we don't understand. I was asked the question here a couple of weeks ago, why does certain things happen? Why does certain things happen? You know, and, and the only thing I can say, you know, you know, when you're thinking about why does, why does bad things happen to good people? The Bible simply states, listen, it rains on the just and the unjust. We all are in this together. It doesn't mean just because you're saved by the grace of God, you're not going to have any problems. Just because you're saved by the grace of God, you're not going to be spared all the issues of life that's going on today. 
Listen, these pestilences that we are having. And you know, I look at our young people. I look at our children. I look at the uh, little fellows like Jensen and others that, that have seemed like, they, you know, they just can't get their heads up. It seems like every time they get well, they get back down again. It isn't because they've done something awful. It isn't because necessarily that the families have done any, any evil. It rains on the just and the unjust. But know this, we have somebody to look up to. God says, I'll be there for you. I will feel your infirmities. He says, will tribulation separate us from the love of Christ? Or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, we are killed all the day long. We are counted sheep for the slaughter. They in all these things. Now listen to this. We are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. Here's Paul again. What's he saying to the church at Rome? Saying the same thing he was talking to the church at Corinth about. He was thinking, saying the same thing that he was talking to young Timothy about. Paul had a persuasion. Paul's heart was set. Paul's heart was secure. And just like ours ought to be secure tonight, if your heart was as secure as Paul wants it to be in his teachings here, we wouldn't allow troubles to overwhelm us to a point that we'd lose our joy. Christian, you're not supposed to lose your joy. Now I know this old life in which we live, there's a lot of hardship comes in. There's a lot of trouble and trial. But listen, don't lose your joy. You belong to the King. Amen? You belong to the King. He says this in verse 37, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us, for I am persuaded. Again, Paul loved using that word because he had a surety of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. I believe that covers about everything, folks. I don't think there's anything that wasn't covered right there. Paul named it all. Every, every problem you will ever have, Paul named it. He says this, For I am persuaded that nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from His love. Yes, we may have some hardships. We may go through some troubles and trials down here. We may come to a place where the devil is working on us like he worked on old Job. You may be going through some real hard stuff. Maybe nobody else knows what you're going through but you and God. But do know this, that His Son is there to advocate on your behalf. Know this, that you can be persuaded in your heart that He's got it all under control. He's going to give you the grace that you stand in need of to get through the situation at hand. I promise you that according to God's Word, He'll give us the grace to go through anything. Somebody asked me one day, one day what, would, what would it be like to lose a son? What would it be like to lose your wife? Uh, you know, I can't imagine that. I've never gone through it. I, can't, I don't know what people are going through. And I let people know that up front. I don't try to be a preacher who says, I understand everything you're going through because I don't. Your situation is completely different than mine. I've never lost a wife. Pray to God that I never do. I've never lost a child. Pray to God I never do. 
I know this. Whatever God puts in front of me, He'll give me grace to get through it or over it. And folks, I don't know about you, but that persuades me. That persuades me to keep on keeping on. There are so many in the world today who do not own the peace which I speak of. They have no special grace. But ours is a happier lot in life, isn't it? We're kept safe in the hands of the Almighty. John chapter 17, when Jesus Christ is praying on behalf of His children, He's praying, Lord, He's praying to His Father, keep them. Folks, I don't know about you, but that gives me a persuasion. My God's been asked to keep me. To hold me safe in His tender loving care. To allow His Son to grab me up in His arms from time to time when I need it the most. Psalm 115, the Bible says, The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. 1 Peter 5 and 7, the Bible says, That we're casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. You know why? Because you're a child of the King. Folks, I don't know about you, but that gives me a persuasion in my heart. There's things, there's things the devil wants to do to get your attention. The devil wants to distract you and tell you that, what are you? You're just an old dreadful sinner. Look at what you've done. God don't care for you. That's what that devil's wanting you to think. But listen, the Bible's very true. And I'm saved by the grace of God. My sins are under the blood. And this one thing I know, regardless of how the devil attacks me, I know I have an advocate with the Father. I'm persuaded. I've thought about bringing a series of lessons on the persuasion of the heart, and I'm still working on that. Different things that God's Word persuades us in persuasions of the heart I pray tonight that your heart's persuaded maybe you're here tonight and you don't know the Lord's your Savior listen you need that persuasion you need to come to a place of peace in your heart you need to come to a place where you where, where your peace is, is satisfying you're not always worried about what's going to happen in the future because you know, regardless of come what may, regardless of what comes, God's got you. Why? Because He's still on the throne. You know, folks today are, are scared to death and worried about everything that's going on in the world. Listen, know this. God's still in charge. He has never lost charge. All these things that are going on in the world today, you know, we have all these balloons. Brother Jim told me they just shot another one down. That's the third one. You know, I don't know what this world's getting ready to do, but they're getting ready to, there's going to be a shake-up going on. I can just about guarantee you that. The things are coming to a head all over this world. Does that give the Christian any, any less security? Well, no, God's in charge. God's in control of every act that's going on in the world today. We look at our government and we think, 
we think about, you know, oh, woe is me. Our government is, 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 is awful and it's leading this country down the wrong road. You know this. You stay true to your, you stay true to God. You stay true to the word. This world's going to be where it's going to be. God's in charge. God's in charge, folks. He's a drawing the nations down. Get, get your eyes up because the nations are coming together for one great climatic uh, conclusion. People need to realize that. People need to wake up. This whole world ain't long, folks. I'm not a doomsday preacher, but this I'll tell you, you better be looking up for our redemption draws nigh. But know this, until that time that He calls us home, our hearts ought to be persuaded. We ought to be secure. Listen, if you're born again, you ought to be secure. You ought to have that salvation assurance in your heart. And if you do not have that tonight because you've never been saved by the grace of God, trust the Lord tonight. He will persuade you. He will give you that assurance in your heart that you are a child of His. May God bless and may God bless this church. Let's all stand, please.